Our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Spoiler Alerts. Hey! hey. Um, see, normally Noel would be here to say something uh, to kind of emphasize that. I don't want to step on you, your saying something. You didn't do it, so no, cool. I didn't do it. But now Can't we're wait talking. for Noel to be back. Noel's not here. I'm here, Johnny Destructo. Yes. I'm your host, uh, and with me this week is Brian Lee. Hey, hey. And filling in for Noel is Matt Kelly. Hi. Or Nando. That's right. Tell That's the people who you are and why they should care what you say. My name is Matt Kelly, but some people know me as Nando, which is my nickname from college. It's turned into the name for my YouTube channel, Nando V Movies, where I make videos about comic book movies usually and kind of rewriting them and stuff. And it's cool. And you can check it out. Do it! Yeah. We're here at 4327 Main Street, which is Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's my comic shop. You can come buy all sorts of stuff. 4327 Main Street. What town? Oh, Philadelphia, PA. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank every, you. Every town, yeah. <laughs> like, every town has an Elm Street. Every town has right. a 4327 Main Street. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have an email, a letter, if you will. Hmm. Mm. An electronic oh, mail. Oh, we got letters? Oh, we got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. There you go. You look, you're picking it up. This is great. <laughs> um, so it's called, Perhaps Brian is Thinking of Don Carnage. Perhaps I am. In uh, what sense? I don't know. We'll, we'll I mean, I am now. Uh, <laughs> so this is an email from Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight, uh, loyal listener, loyal writer. He says, from the hit Disney afternoon show, Tailspin. Don Carnage. That ah. may be absolutely. Oh. So I mentioned last week that for whatever reason, when I was a kid, I pronounced Carnage, uh, the character, Carnage. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why. But uh, they don't give you pronunciation guides in the comics, so... <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but now, I bet that is why. I had totally forgotten that Don ah. Carnage existed at all, and I'm still not 100% remembering him, but it sounds really familiar, and I did watch Tailspin. S- similarly, I've heard a lot of people refer to Dark Side as Darkseed. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, why Why would you ever think that? I mean, I could see... I, w- I never pronounced it that way, um, but, you know, like a dark seed of something. Yeah, right. But the way my last name is spelled is the same pronunciation guide like, as dark side. Dark side is act- an actual thing. A dark well, seed is not a thing. And then you True. get to the point where it's like, well, why isn't it then dark side, S-I-D-E, and there yeah. must be some reason it's S-E-I-D. I, I've never had that thought, but I also have friends that pronounce Thanos Thanos, so oh, yeah. I've just yeah. given up on anybody getting that. Uh, maybe, um, I mean, dark side is a... Is a fascist yeah. right and he was written by a jewish guy uh shortly after world war ii and there could be strong mm. you know mm. um third reich kind of influences yeah, yeah. yeah so spelling it like i said my last name is l-i-e-b the german if it's an i and an e you pronounce the second one mm. so that's probably why i always pronounce it dark side and that might be why it's spelled that way at all oh okay mm. yeah yeah I don't know. It also bothers me. A lot of people have come into my shop at looking for uh, Spider-Man com- comics, and I, that's very strange to me. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, actually, did I misspeak? <laughs> <laughs> you clearly did not. Spider-Man definitely happens. <laughs> um, you meant Darkseed? No. I meant, is Jack Kirby Jewish? Or was he Jewish? Yeah. He was. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't 100. I said that, and then I was like, well, a lot of them were, but am I right about that? Yes, okay. yes, Okay, yes, cool. Yeah. He used to He used to get, I remember there's a story, uh, he would get calls at Marvel, mm-hmm. Um 
and uh, for I guess people downstairs being like angry, <laughs> so he went downstairs to uh, confront them because <laughs> uh, they were Nazis. <laughs> oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. Hey, if you're pissing off Nazis, you're doing you maybe some. Work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the, the email continues. Or perhaps he was joking and I missed it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. That, that was Carnage. straight on. Yeah. On to some <laughs> of the books. Um, absolute Sea of Berserkers. While I haven't read a sing- regular Marvel book in a while, I did pick up the Jane Foster Valkyrie and this simply and this simply out of curiosity. The art was pretty decent. It reminded me of Joe Madureira a bit, but I didn't care for Venom's look when he didn't have his traditional gaping Venom mouth. It just looked weird. Hmm. Uh, I could be tempted to just jump right into the whole event. I missed out on Spider Island and the rest of the Spider events as of late, but the idea of spending 107 bucks on the whole shebang, assuming most of the books are 399 and factoring in my discount, is off-putting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, actually, they're not. Most uh, three ninety nine. Huh. Uh, I believe a lot of these one shots are four ninety nine. Ah. So it's even more than that. <laughs> more off putting. Yeah. Um, Berserker Unbound. Man, I just don't know. Yeah. The art was fine, but the book just feels like Dark Horse was salty that they lost the Conan license to Marvel and tasked someone to come up with a replacement. And the dialogue slash inner monologue. We know Jeff Lemire is a great writer, so why does this feel like some dude bro describing his penis sex slash sexual conquest in a bar? Maybe it will get better now that he is in the present. We shall see next issue. Side shall we? Side, oh, uh, we? I won't. Um... So, Chris Ain't Saucy, good night. Uh, you might want to check the last episode that we put out, because I don't know if you sat through uh, the music, yes. but we did, in fact, review Berserker Unbound because you specifically asked us to. Mm. So, go to the last episode, fast forward through the outro music, <laughs> and there will be our discussion. Finally, Sea of Stars. Woof. The story may be good, but the art slash lettering is just amateur hour. I'd really like JD's opinion on the lettering because I know he feels strongly on the subject. The word bubbles feel like they were drawn separately, cut out, and then placed over the art, and then it was all photocopied. And the inner monologue being in that kind of fancy lettering is just so forced, especially since it's only used for the inner monologue. Mm. About the only thing interesting in the book is the dad finding that derelict ship and seeking refuge in it, that plus the bad guy appearing at the end. But even that, with the son being some sort of lost god, feels overwrought, like we haven't seen that before. Is that son, this is a real question, is that son S-O-N or S-U-N? S-O-N. Okay. Yeah. Finally, who do you think is the biggest whore in comics? And by that I mean, who do you think writes for the most companies? Uh, my thought is I Cullen thought they meant Bunn. Height. Yeah. <laughs> um, my thought is Cullen Bunn. I wrote this before JD mentioned his dislike of Bunn in last week's podcast. He's got the new book every month, and it's almost always with a different company: Dark Horse, Marvel, Aftershock, Boom, Oni. It's kind of ridiculous. He'll put out for anyone. Can't wait for your review of Something Is Killing the Children by James Tinney and the Fourth being put out by Boom in September. Oh, one more thing. The Year of the Villains bits bits at the end of every issue should have just been a deluxe one-shot rather than cramming them into the back of ongoing issues. Same sense. with these villains one-shots. I'm not going to buy if they have all been... I'm not going to buy if they had all been in one giant-sized issue. It would have been one thing. But I'm not going to buy one, mm. one fire every villain in the DCU. 
One four. One four. There we go. Chris ain't saucy. Good night. So I do not. I am glad that there was not a one shot where it was a bunch of two pages of him talking to a bunch of people. Just one one character after another. Yeah. Very similar ways. Yeah. Just a bunch of like middle management meetings. I don't want that. That would have been a good name for the one shot though. Yeah. Middle management meetings. Yeah. Luther's. Yeah. I wouldn't have bought that. I don't care. I'd rather it this way because then you're reading the book, right? Right. It's already a book you're already reading, and then it's just Luther showing up at the end to talk to the character you care about. Yeah. Mm. I have to say though, I agree. I this a little further back in his email, I agree about the carnage thing. I haven't read a book like Venom heavy book in a while, and Little Venom Mouth looks weird to me. They draw him with like kind of a normal mm. mouth, uh-huh. and it took me a while to figure out what it was. But I was like, oh yeah, his mouth is, you know, I mean, it's drawn differently. Uh, sometimes, but it's usually that big, giant kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it mm. did catch me off guard a little bit. It's funny because that wasn't the original design of the character. Todd mm-hmm. McFarlane's yeah, version yeah. of the character only had a tiny little mouth. Right. Uh, it wasn't until Eric Larson showed up that he took it and really... He added I, the tongue, too, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, big, yeah. the big sloppy tongue with yeah. all the green saliva and everything. Yeah. That's all him. So, yeah, it does... Uh, it, it, I, co- yeah. it looks weird to me too, and I couldn't figure out why. I was like, "This does not look like the Venom I'm used to." Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if this is someone who just like always remembered the original few issues yeah. of Venom, and they were like, "That was cool." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for some reason wanted to go back to it. I mean, he's a long time at this point, long time Spider-Man artist. Yeah. Um, mm. So it's not like he doesn't know the character, right? right. Sure. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, it's a symbiote. So look like whatever it's constantly shifting. Right. And so, he's yeah. rebonded to Eddie for the first time in a while. So uh, they're starting yeah. from scratch. I mean, you could come yeah. up with explanations in universe. But yeah, it is. Oh, that's a good. I, I hadn't even thought about it mm-hmm. until he just mentioned it. But it's definitely that is what makes it a little weird to me. I would have to crack out an issue of Sea of Stars to go look at that lettering because I don't uh, remember it. It did not s- s- strike me in any way. I didn't read that one. It looked interesting to me. But I wonder if it was fairly standard fare by the description yeah um i'd still be willing to check it out though i mean it's jason aaron uh he's awesome yeah um i wanted more but i think it's an all ages book yeah so um oh yeah i am also curious about something is killing the children just because i love the name yeah it's a it's it's i think it's a one shot coming out Mm. uh, or at least a mini series um but i'll definitely check that out and it's already going to a second printing and it hasn't even shipped yet so you might want to get a copy of that while you still can and oh Brian gave me his copy of Sea of Stars, so I can look at the lettering. It's fine. <laughs> it it seems to sit oddly in some of the bubbles, which I, might be does. what he's talking about, about the copy-paste kind of thing. I don't like the font that they're using. Yeah. And I don't like the... Wow. <laughs> All of, it good, seemed fine at wow, first. Yeah. Good <laughs> right. call, uh, Saint Saucy, because there's so much white space around yeah. Every, yeah, yeah. Let me go look. every bit of text. It's a oh, little yeah. bit much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. Hmm. But yeah. again, it's an all ages book, so maybe they're doing that so it's easier for oh, younger maybe. readers to read. Oh, that's possible. Mm. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for emailing us. You also out there in listener land can email us at cultpopgo at gmail dot com. You can also go to cultpopgo dot com, click on the bright red banner, and leave us a voicemail from your mobile device or wherever you uh, want to do that. Mm. So do it because we love it. Um, let's get on to the books. We're just going to go alphabetically. Hmm. 
Usually we start off with the big book, like the Hickman book. Right. Mm-hmm. But this time we're going with Batman Universe Number Two. It's written by Bri- Brian Michael Bendis, art by Nick Durrington, and Diamond has this to say about it. The quest for the secret of the stolen Fabergé egg and its buyer continues as Batman teams up with Green Arrow against the Riddler, then travels to Gorilla City. Mm. But is the egg's strange energy adversely affecting the Dark Knight's mind? Question mark. Maybe. I'd say probably. It yeah, might I be. think so. I mean, just the fact that they're bringing it up probably means Why yes. would they ask? Yeah, why wasn't. would you even ask that right. question? It'd be a weird question to ask. You'd be like, nah, he's fine. Maybe <laughs> he's doing good. The description ends with that, you know? Yeah. The X-Men are trying to find what robot is out in space, and is the, you know, Fabergé egg affecting yeah. Batman's mind? <laughs> no. no, no Get six no's and a yes from this one. <laughs> so, um, I, previously on the show, Nando, if you mm-hmm. don't know, um, everyone here had said, why isn't this the main Bat book? Oh, it's awesome. The Tom, yeah. None of us, I think, are really that impressed with Tom King's run so far. I know Noel recently, mm. uh, via the instant message chat that we have, was like, well, it's getting better. The one it? after Nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did was, say that. The most recent, I think, was like 75 or 76. He was yeah, like, nah, yeah. it's getting better. Yeah. So um, I still don't care. Hmm. This is a much better Batman book. Definitely. I wish Brian Michael Bendis was doing the Batman book. Hmm. Um, but this is a, a wonderful little mm, snack to tide me over until yeah. Yeah, hopefully yeah. that happens. That would be great. It is like, you know, when it, when you said uh, we usually start with the bigger book, and I was like, well, this is a big book. But one yeah. of the cool things about it is that it's not. Yeah. It's like it's just it's off on its own thing. It's big because I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a small story. Um, again, the line work is ah, awesome. Yes. Nick Jarrington, man. Oh, it's great. He needs to be drawing more stuff. I'll tell you what, I really noticed Tell it me. on the cape, on Batman's cape. Uh-huh. There's a couple of scenes where it's just like heavy with lines mm-hmm. and it really looks good. Um, there's like one where he's in a traditional sort of crouching Batman pose where his cape is a little laid out on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that looks really cool. Also, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm looking, flipping through it right now. One of my favorite things growing up as a Spider-Man fan was when they would do a wide New York shot, mm. and mm. you could watch the after effect of Spider-Man flipping oh, yeah, and yeah. leaping from building to building to building. I mean, when you see him in like the sort of he's kind of a ghosted like a, image, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the one closest to camera that's is full with full, the webs and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, they, it's great. He's done that Flash here, also, but with mm-hmm. Batman, sort yeah. of Batmaning all over Gorilla City. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Nick Darrington. He's a guy who was like, I happen to be friends with him on Facebook. Oh, yeah? We don't know each other personally. Yeah, right, right, We're just right. Facebook friends. Yeah. And um, he would do these lovely red and blue pencil sketches, mm. and they're so gorgeous. And uh, as soon as he started getting mainstream work, I was, mm. I was very happy. Um, I really uh, like his Gorilla City also. Yeah. It's a cool, mm-hmm. you know, grand-looking... Um, like, it still looks like it's... Uh, like a lost city, mm-hmm. but has a large, impressive feel, which I think is different from what DC was doing with Gorilla City and the New 52. I wasn't too happy with. The, I don't remember. It was like they were like a tribe of gorillas oh. that, you know, they weren't a super advanced society and That's Grodd weird. was in charge of them. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. They mentioned here there are two gorilla cities. Right. Oh, I thought he was being sarcastic. No. I think oh. I think maybe one of them is maybe the one you're talking is. about because I is. didn't know about that. Yeah. So now that you're saying that out loud, uh, it sounds like maybe this is the other one. Oh, maybe it is yeah. because when I say that, being sarcastic, I did notice that Batman was a little more jovial oh, yes. and oh, lighthearted yes. than usual. Yes. And I just thought like, well, oh, that's the that's the way the book is. You know, that's uh-huh. the writer's interpretation. It's not like Batman's never been sarcastic in the right. past, mm-hmm. but 
you know, I'm really starting to think there's something to that Fabergé egg theory that the, uh, <laughs> that the description put well, forth. Well, that, yeah, that, adds, that, that leads me to my own only question. Okay. What is, is the that? egg strange energy adversely affecting the bat- Batman's mind? It's <laughs> a fine question. I don't think there's any reason to think it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I had I had the same thing where I was like, oh, he's writing Batman a little, a little more mm-hmm. fun, a little yeah, sassier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, little yeah, sassy yeah. bats. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, I was like, oh, I guess he's a little, yeah. Yeah. Because Batman Fabergé. can definitely work as a humorous mm-hmm. guy if his humor is sarcasm. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it works very well. It. I mean, Batman has a lot of range you know as a character um i really enjoy the uh team up with green arrow and i'm Mm -hmm. really hoping that we get to see a version of the flash since the gorilla city is in the mix right i would love to see the flash drawn by this guy and written by that guy even if we don't get bendis on batman Mm -hmm. main which Mm -hmm. probably won't happen if not yet i mean Mm. he does have a tendency to write every book (laughs) right um he's like a virus he's just a (laughs) writing virus um i wouldn't mind like a batman brave and the bold with this team Mm. and have batman interact with all the different which this has kind of of been so far it's just the world shows up at the end yes Which I, mean, I don't actually, care about. I've never cared about the hawk worlds. No, the hawkmen and the hawk ladies. Oh, they're they're fine. You know, they they do their thing out in space. What's the story with that? At the very end, that kind of caught me off guard. He teleported to hawk worlds yep. via some something. Yeah. Yep. What okay. teleported? What, how did that happen? That's the question. Oh, we don't know that. That is the other question besides whether or not I was led it is to believe you only had one question. <laughs> <laughs> um. And Vandal Savage yep. showing up, also he cool. Weird. He, he does. Did look he's weird. a little stockier than usual and balder than he usually yeah. is. Yeah, that is not. You know, it's a uh, not a double page spread. It's a it's a splash page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. of him holding the Fabergé egg, and I went, "Who's that guy?" Oh, Vandal Savage. Yeah. That, nope. No. Weird. And and not wearing shoes, which is something that could work well for Vandal Savage, mm-hmm. but has never been the case before, as far as I know. Sure. Yeah. Going hard on the caveman thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, I really liked the holographic um, bat cave. Yes, well, that the was first cool. Time idea. I saw it. I was like, "What is this little bat cave? Like, he's standing in." And then when they reveal that, because it just looks so kind of nothing. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It is, it's it's pretty cool looking. That's um, true. I do. I like the design of this bat cave. But again, uh, I think we had this problem. Oh, we were watching the 1989 Batman, uh-huh. mm. and there was a sequence where um, you go, how did he get over there? His car is there, but there's nothing leading up to the car. <laughs> it's right. just a pillar, which is what he's got here. It's just a pillar <laughs> with no way to get to it. He has to, like, bat grapple over there. I mm-hmm. assume there's a retractable ramp. You would. I would. I do. You do. I this just it. happened. Yeah. Um, so, Nando, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I So I'm not um, super caught up on everything Batman's up to. Is there... This Batman Green Arrow relationship, because this is going to show up again in in another book. Why are they together so much in comics right this now? This happens. I think this is just a um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Coincidence. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have said coinky dink. Oh, okay. But so I that guess was the you word you were looking coincidence. for. Coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they seem to be hanging out a bunch. I, literally, I think it's just like a confluence of publishing. I remember in. This, uh, keep in mind. Hmm. I'm sorry to cut you off. No. Keep in mind, this came out over a year ago. So this oh. this six-issue right. miniseries, as well as Wonder Woman Come Back to Me Something. and Superman, Superman Up, Up in, in the, the Sky, sky mm-hmm. those are all part of... They were originally published 
to send to Walmart as an exclusive Walmart 80-page oh. giant or 100-page giant or something, mm -hmm. and you would get chunks of each story in that book. But now they're republishing it for retailers into their separate miniseries. That makes sense. So this actually is just, I think it's definitely coincidence. That is the bittersweet nature of this story is that it's like ah there's only six issues and it was done a long time ago mm. and there's probably not going to be any more once it's done you know like, that, those are my favorite batman stories though are the yeah, ones and yeah. he, he seems to lend himself more to that than any other character except for maybe superman mm -hmm. but if you go over to my shelf there mm. is just a stack of one shots yeah mm -hmm. people yeah, yeah. love writing batman one shots like one trade paperback i think they're also uh probably a similar reason to why there's so many batman animated movies mm -hmm. is that they sell well yeah. So they know that they can... I mean, if you put Batman, you can have Green Arrow or whatever. Speaking of that, Batman Brave and the Bold, the animated series, yep. yeah. which I loved, um, had a Batman Green Arrow thing mm -hmm. where there's kind of like... Uh, there's a rivalry there, mm -hmm. or even in Justice League action, that like 15 minute thing. Oh, yeah, there's, I want to see that. It's like Green Arrow wants to be friends with Batman. And there's at least one episode where he's like having a party and Batman's not there and he's like, ah. And everyone comes in. He's like, "Oh, Batman!" Um, I wonder if some of that has to do with the Arrow show. Mm -hmm. That yeah. like people are like, "Oh, they're very similar," and they kind of have a cool dynamic because they're they're very similar, but there are also stark differences and work off of each other together. Well, maybe especially this like kind of more um, I don't want to say like jokey isn't the right word, but like this you know quick witted, yeah. ready to verbally spar with someone like. Green Arrow, who is trying really hard, and this yeah. Batman is kind of the opposite of that. That relationship is a good one, and um, you know you see that sometimes with like Green Lantern. I, I'm trying to remember, but um, where you'll pair them up with Batman, and that's a good you mm -hmm. know, relationship. First, it's just two guys that are pretty much the same guy. My, my favorite sequence in here is uh, between those two characters, mm -hmm. and. Um, Green Arrow gets overtaken, and he tries to attack Batman, and then after he <laughs> snaps out of it, he goes, "Did did I?" Did I jump you back there? <laughs> yes. Did I win? Of course. I feel shame. <laughs> right. That's what you're talking about as far as like him having a sense of humor in this yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that. Yeah, oh, yeah me I'm too. okay with it. Especially with these two because there is both in-universe and, and in our world, like they're very similar, but mm -hmm. Batman is definitely better. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so there's like a cool sort of relationship, a uh, humorous relationship that can arise with them. So you're not reading this issue, uh, this series? No, no. This is the first I've seen from this series. That being said, are you interested in reading the rest of the series? Yeah, I might. Is it I, fun mm, enough? It's interesting. Think? And yeah. I like just, it's pretty. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah nice it really is. And that's yeah. something. Uh, well, let's move on to Event Leviathan, some more Batmanning. Um, Event Leviathan number three, written also by Brian Michael Bendis. With this artist is Alex Maleve, and Diamond has this to say. The world's greatest detectives, Batman, Green Arrow, Lois Lane, Plastic Man, The Question, and Martian Manhunter have gathered to solve the mystery behind the true identity of Leviathan's leaders and the destruction of the world's top intelligence agencies. Red Hood is their leading suspect, and he is on the loose. But... Is the egg's strange energy adversely <laughs> affecting the Dark Knight's mind? Maybe. So, uh, who's to say? Only the egg. <laughs> so uh, what, what happened in this issue, Brian? Well, there was an event, Leviathan. Uh-huh. And so the, the universe's greatest detectives, Batman, Lois Lane, Elongated Man, uh -huh. they, they tried to figure out what was going on. Uh -huh. And they got a little closer, but they didn't quite do it yet. Uh-huh. You know? And I'll tell you what, there was some action. Was there? Some. Like yeah. things Oh, happened. the action from last 
episode where they go after Red Hood, and then we flash back to how that actually finished. Yeah, that's Is that the it. action. You're that was about? the action that I must have been talking about. Yeah, mm. that's yeah, the yeah. only action in this book. There are a lot of word bubbles. Well, it's talking a is a form chat. of action. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, chit and chat. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what happened in this. I just read it. I didn't I'm write. flipping through it now. <laughs> right. And yeah. I'm going, wait, what happened in this issue? So, Jay's, um, not Jason, um, Damien was like, how is this not Red Hood? Mm. Red Hood is clearly Leviathan, right? He does have a red so mask. So, they go after, and they even in the, in the title, I'm sorry, on the cover of the issue, it says, who was behind the Red Hood or something? Oh, really? Who is under the Red Hood? And mm. I guess they mean the Red Hood of Leviathan? <laughs> Who is Jason Todd standing atop? <laughs> um, so, so um, yeah, so basically uh, all the world's greatest detectives, which for some reason includes Plastic Man, but not Elongated Man. Oh, I said Elongated Man in no, the recap because I thought man. it would have been Elongated Man. Isn't there a point where someone calls him not Plastic Man? Yeah, not like Elongated that? Man. Or it's not Elongated Man. Okay. That Who's a legitimate a detective? Right. One of the best in the yeah. DC universe. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like, no, nah, I guess we just need another stretchy guy. That's weird. I, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe he's so, um, I like maybe that. he's Leviathan. Oh, oh maybe. But you'd think he'd want to be part of that group of detectives. So that wouldn't work. But he could he could stretch that's, out to be under the Red Hood. That would make a lot more sense. <laughs> and then I the like other... that Lois Lane is included, though. That's oh, an I interesting love... idea. Yeah. I mean, I like that Bendis is like we need to use her more often. I mean, why wouldn't she be one of yeah. the greatest detectives? She's not a superhero, but you know her yeah. her role in that universe is. I mean, she's an investigative reporter and yeah. one of the best. So. And her her miniseries right now, if you haven't read it, is awesome. Mm. Um, so the other thing that happens in this issue, besides them tussling with the Red Hood and mm. him being like, nah, dog, it's not me, <laughs> is um, they go to the Fortress of Solitude, which is no longer in the Arctic, is now in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh. And um, they discover that Waller left behind some sort of device, mm. which is... It, <clears throat> I'm always... It's the it's the Fortress of Solitude, which is run by AI yeah. that is Kryptonian, yeah. Yeah. and yet Amanda Waller, which even Batman says this place is made of the most state of the art Kryptonian super science, and then somehow this Amanda Waller device is blocked from their sensors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it, it. I feel like Bendis plays fast and loose with like. Stuff like that? Unless, I mean, she does have a lot of resources and maybe has access to some technology that isn't created on Earth. You know, that, like, she doesn't know how to make herself, but she can use, um, yeah. That's true, that's true. It just feels weird. Yeah. Like, ah, this is the best technology ever, except for this thing. (laughs) And for some reason, they have it. So maybe that'll be explained how she has access to all this stuff, but I have a feeling it'll be just, nah, we just needed her to be more badass this issue, so she's got... Yeah. technology no one else has yeah mm. but what did you guys think of the issue it's interesting um like i the framing device of everyone kind of recounting their part of this interaction with jason todd was probably what made it a little bit confusing for me too um having not read event leviathan one i am kind of or event leviathan two i am a little bit confused not confused but like Wait, so you read one? I did. But, I read okay, one, I gotcha. and I was like, oh, this is okay, and yeah, then this yeah. came up on the list. Um, right, right. I'm in, like, I've kind of gone back and looked at what people are saying who they think this Leviathan mm. character is, and, like, having read... T- you've read two, I assume, J.D. Yes. Do you have a theory on who Leviathan is? Nope. Okay, so, yeah, I, don't, I like, it's... it's People, I, ugh, I don't even want to like try to explain these theories, but there are theories that 
someone had said, was it you they were talking to that they were like, they think Batman is Leviathan, and I'm like, oh, Batman no, is not Leviathan. No, I don't think so. This is not his mo. It would have to be like a split personality thing or yeah. something like that. Do you want to hear the one that people maybe think it well, of is? Of course. Roy Harper has come up a lot. Hmm. Oh. It explains kind of Green Arrow's tie-in, and he's apparently unaccounted for, and apparently the original Teen Titans have all been doing kind of strange things recently. Really? So he might fit into that. Like, yep. Oh. And hmm. apparently he maybe was pulled from his original book because of some sort of DC event uh, hmm. recently. So hmm. that's, the, that's the word on the street, but... That's not informed by anything besides just that that would be an interesting choice. That would be interesting. See, I thought it would be interesting, not having read any of them, but knowing a little bit about the gist of it. Um, I thought it would be interesting if it is a villain mm -hmm. who is trying to do good and trying to reform. Yeah. But his idea of what good, his or her idea of what good is, is like, well, I'll only kill some of the bad guys or whatever yeah, you know right. still not good enough for the for the I think I would prefer good. that. I think that sounds more interesting yeah. and less rote. Yeah. Um like mm -hmm. a bad guy trying a different thing yeah. than a good guy getting darker cuz they do right. that all the time. Yeah. You know, good guys like my usual methods aren't enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. uh, I don't know who this guy is but I'm going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that should do it. <laughs> yeah, um yeah, I just I think I would prefer it to be a villain um, because it, someone pointed out in a previous issue, no one's been murdered yet. Uh. Entire facilities have disappeared. Yeah. Right. They have not exploded. They mm. have disappeared. Mm -hmm. So they they very specifically go out of their way to say no one's dead. That, that we would know be of. that right. would be a cool thing for a villain to be like. Look, I I was trying to do like my moral code is such that that allows you know this allows me to do this. But look, I didn't kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, I'm good, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, not exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm, I am curious. Roy Harper would, uh, the fact that we haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, and kind of Green Arrow, I mean, sometimes he's closer on that, like, lefty kind of, mm. like, you know, not necessarily, like, anarchist, but you could take it further to, like, the power structures are mm. bad, and maybe Roy Harper's gone too far with that. The other one mm. I've heard, just based on the way he speaks, which doesn't, seem realistic is Luthor. Mm. He calls Superman the alien. He says stuff like that. So oh, mm. yeah. that is possible. It seems like he's got something else going on right now. The whole right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, he's too busy yeah. being uber... Because um, yeah. I don't know, are you, have you been reading no, Justice League? No, I know League? he's doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a very different character right now. So I, that would be strange. I don't think it's Luthor. And I think they would have coordinated... Right. You know, these are two like different things, but it seems like they would have coordinated that. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a question about... Since we're pontificating yeah what do you this is a six issue miniseries do you think that this series is going to end with the revelation of who leviathan is or do you think it's going to wrap up the entirety of the event leviathan saga yeah one of those one of those <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a third option no who's I to say who's to say well we are to say what we think right now yes um i think probably it will not wrap it up completely like i don't think leviathan will be done after yeah. this i mm -hmm. think the way that they were positioning it as like there's too many um, secret societies and checkmate yeah, style right. things, and we want to kind of winnow that down. It seems like there will be a new status quo for mm -hmm. this section of, you know, the um, cloak and dagger section of the DC universe. Right. And I feel like that Leviathan might not be in charge of it by the end of it, but yeah. they'll they've created this character, and I bet they'll hang on to it. Well, we've kind of I think this because like I said, haven't read two. But in the end of this issue, 
Waller's like, I know who you are. Like, mm-hmm. so is it the first character to say that? Like, to say, I know who Leviathan is? Because if that's the case, I so. I'd kind of imagine we'll find out in the next issue. I don't think they'd keep that secret for that mm. long. They have to kind of start, not like wrapping it up, but yeah, I feel like, you know, second act going into third act, we have to get that revelation. Mm. Well, also, Leviathan says, speaking of his dialogue, or mm. their dialogue, mm-hmm. um, she goes, I know who you are. And he goes, bluffy bluffer. No, oh, you yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. So. The Riddler? Weird. Yeah. yeah. Could be the Riddler. He's got that egg huh? in his hand, that Fabergé egg. The Fabergé so that egg. May be, Which, you know. I'm starting to suspect maybe affecting Batman's mind. I think you're Do right. Do we think so? It mm-hmm. might be. I don't know. Hey, let's read on. Uh, so uh, now it's time for Thunder Round. Ooh. Thunder Round. Thunder Round. Thunder Round. Yeah. So Thunder Round um, is a new segment where one of us will take 60 seconds, and we have that long to talk about one of the books, and and that's it. Then you have to shut up as soon as the alarm goes off. So which um, we always do. Which no everyone <laughs> no one listens to my rules and they just keep talking. Um, Titans Burning Rage number one, written by Dan Jurgens, uh, with art by Scott Eaton, and Diamond has this to say about it. Ooh. Hawk and Dove lead ordinary citizens in an uprising against the rich, but former Doom Patrol did, member Mento wait, did Hawk and, is pulling did their strings. Did Diamond think, have that to I say don't about think they this did. issue? Listen, I copied and pasted <laughs> what Diamond had to say about it. All right. It's up to the Titans to uncover his sinister purpose before someone gets killed. You know, I think this Fabergé egg <laughs> is affecting some minds. Yeah, I think it's affecting Diamond's <laughs> mind. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we got 60 seconds. I'm pressing start. Go. So, I did not realize Dan Jurgens wrote this, and it does account for some of the throwback feel, mm. which I usually really like. I was kind of thrown off because midway through, I was like, wait, this is Tim Drake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does that f- How does that work? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I'm pretty sure they changed Dick Grayson's, like, backstory Robin costume, and I thought, oh, this is that. You know? Right. It's not Tim Drake's original costume. It's... All of the classic Titans, except Cyborg, and mm-hmm. Tim Drake is there, and I don't know if that's because this is how this team always was, they act like that, mm-hmm. or was it that, you know, Tim Drake is just with them now? Mm-hmm. They seem to be the same ages. Also, the book itself was a drag, oh, you know, just yeah. like going through it, it was like, just like going through the motions, and I read the whole thing, but I, I just was not as into it as I wanted to be. There, oh, I need to turn it up so you can hear it. Ding a ling ling ling. Wang. So yeah, no, I agree that I couldn't get through it. That was yeah, awesome. and All I right. just finished. I got through it because it was Titans book, and I'm like, let's do it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Another Thunder Round. Thunder Round. So this is White Trees, number one, written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Chris Anka. It's an oversized two-issue miniseries in the fantastical world of Black Sand. Mm. Peace was hard won, and three unbending warriors carry the scars to prove it. Now, almost 20 years later, their children are missing and war is on the horizon. Can they put aside their memories of the war and each other Mm. for one last adventure? Go. Mm. Wait, don't go. Okay. Now go. Hold your thoughts. That description was super helpful because this book just <laughs> drops you in the middle of this fantasy world. And listen, I love Chip Zdarsky. I'm super digging um, Life Story and um, Daredevil right now. He, I, I just feel like this this world is so built out and in two issues I can't see this going anywhere that's not necessarily interesting because I think it, you know, it can be interesting, but just like 
um, fulfilling or like telling a complete story? Can it's really just all these characters saying like, oh, back in the day, you used to be cool, but then we had a fight and now you're not. And we're not we're getting all this information like secondhand. And then the, obviously the weirdest part and not weird in terms of bad, but weird in terms of surprising is how it between like the third like second act into third act it just turns into total sex you know nymphs and no. it's, it's bizarre you will What's never bizarre? see it coming and it's interesting and as far as like representation you know go for it but yeah it's a story shut up not a fan shut up <laughs> okay there we go we did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> did it. uh all right i'm not gonna read it uh, let's yeah. let's talk about the next book, though, Ooh. shall we? Oh, huh? Is it huh? Powers of X? There's only two left. It's not. It's Gwenpool Strikes Back, number one, hey. written by Leah Williams with art by David Baldion. And Diamond has this to say. Hopefully it's accurate. <laughs> Pools out for summer. <laughs> That's right. Everyone's favorite comics fan turned comics character is back. And this time... She's playing for keeps. Gwen Poole oh. is desperate not to disappear into comic book limbo, so she's going to make an impact on the Marvel Universe. First up, unmask Spider-Man. And heck, maybe see if she can get some real superpowers while she's at it. But hmm. is the egg's strange energy adversely <laughs> affecting the Dark Knight's mind? I think so. Um, she would know. So yeah, She would. <laughs> so, Nando, you you don't know much about Gwen. No, barely anything. Were you um, were you one of the people who mistook her for either a Deadpool kind of character or a Gwen Stacy character? Originally, yeah, and eventually <laughs> I looked her up and I kind of got the full picture. But she just never popped up in a book that I was interested in. I never kind of just I don't know. There was always too much going on for me to care about this character, and I I understood not that she's not like Deadpool, but she has some. You know, fourth wallish breaking Deadpool yeah. qualities, which I'm not like, not like done with or anything, yeah. but I'm not rushing to read another book where someone's telling me about, you know, how they're in a comic book. Yeah. yeah. I think she, in a way, is a Gwen Stacy Deadpool kind of character in that she started as a variant cover mm -hmm. for right. something. For of, Gwen. Uh, right. Gwen, it was Gwen month. Right. So every book had a Gwen themed variant. Yeah. And people just responded to that one particularly. So they were like, yeah. the same thing with Spider Gwen. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. her costume was so great. They were like, give her a book. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's, you know, she's in one of the best Spider-Man movies of all change time. Change her name because <laughs> walking around as Spider-Gwen doesn't make sense. It's Ghost Spider. Yeah, Ghost right. Spider's Which a is a terrible name. name. I yeah. like it. You like Ghost yeah, Spider? Yeah, I do. I like Ghost Spider. It would make more sense if Miles Morales was a Ghost Spider because yeah. he actually has the ability to disappear. They could do I, that's a- That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, but he she has wears different a, powers. She has white in her costume. Yeah, and she's oh. all dead. <laughs> And she's all dead. <laughs> she was dead, you know, sometimes. That's true. So. It didn't even yeah. occur to me. Ghost I see. Yeah. They could also do a uh, hawk guy thing where, like, guy, go yeah. spider. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so uh, this was cute. I, I, I have yeah. a couple of friends, like uh, Len the Bat Tribble from mm. our other show, Gutter Talk, and Brandon. Love it. My buddy Cody yeah. loves, loves this her. This specific issue or no, just the No, loves Gwen, uh, okay. Gwenpool. How much has she showed up before this? She had her own series. Okay. And she was also in... The West Coast Avengers okay. team. Oh, they do um, make reference Which they mention yeah, here yeah. because if she's on a team with other Marvel characters, it doesn't come up very often that she is from our universe. Right, right, And right. I, we should tell the people, she's from our universe. She is yeah. from the, the place where you're listening to a podcast right now. She exists here, and she hmm. was a big comic book fan, and she wound up getting sucked into the Marvel comic book universe. So she knows everyone's secrets. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but she also knows what it takes to exist in a comic book and here her thing is i need a 
I need my my last series got canceled. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I don't disappear into obscurity. So maybe it'll help if I get some superpowers. So mm. she keeps trying to uh, interact with radiation. Yeah, mm-hmm. which doesn't end well right. for her. Um, uh, although you would think that she would know better about. So she starts yeah. her whole plan is like I'm going to rob a bank and get Spider Man to come here and bite me. When has that ever? resulted in powers yeah what you need is a blood transfusion from spider-man yeah and also starting off robbing a bank is not a good like you read comics you know this Spider-Man's is gonna yeah. show, up, gonna and show up and stop you yeah. right exactly like That's just go point. find reed richards talk to them in their secret identities and be like hey look this is the situation mm-hmm. you know i need yeah. your help yeah they would help you yeah it was cute, but I didn't really care. Yeah. Uh, also, thought... she does seem to have an amazing superpower by the end of it. She right. can control what happens off panel. Yeah. Like, that is border borderline omnipotence. Yes. <laughs> you know? kind of go back in time. Yeah. Like... yeah. Yeah, yeah, Flashbacks, I think, are her yeah. domain. Because yeah. at one point, she's in the bank mm-hmm. getting thwarted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then a... Getting thwarted. Is she... <laughs> that's that's going to be my biography title. <laughs> My autobiography. Um, so yeah, she's getting messed up, right? Yeah, she's thwarted. lost yeah, the yeah, fight, yeah. and a radio, a radiate, radioactively sick. What would you call that? Uh, she's been she's irradiated. Yeah, an irradiated version of yeah, her yeah, that's yeah. not doing well shows up yeah. to take her place, yeah. so that she can escape. And then we find out by the end of this issue that that is the future. Her coming back having been irradiated now she was irradiated because she went into a thought bubble she ate a lot of bananas right which do legitimately have radiation it's like a jokey way that physicists refer to low levels of radiation as to like how many banana potassium is lightly radioactive Mm. what yeah yeah. oh yes so so are we as humans uh, last I checked. So she could have eaten a thousand of us, and then that would have had the same effect. Yeah. yeah. Maybe no, even less. No, no. So <laughs> she's, yeah. there's a thought bubble. There's a fantasy happening where it's her hanging out with the radioactive yes. man. That makes her radioactive, and then that's right. a, then she goes back in time. Because there was she's a banana like standing there next was a to you. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. Who And who is that, the radioactive man? Oh, he's just a classic um, is he... Marvel villain. Okay, yeah, because yeah, like yeah. he kind of looks. Okay, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. he's got a little plate with a croissant on it and a coffee. It's real cute. Oh, you know, it's wild. I saw that figure earlier this week, and I was like, "Man, action figure." He's a minifig, oh. and mm-hmm. and I asked the guy at the counter. I was like, "Who who is this?" And we couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's that guy. Where did, you, where did you see this? Oh, is that the shore? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. But he had little, so Green Lantern minifigs have like a little green translucent thing. Yeah. And he had in them also. So that set us down like, is this a Green Lantern? Oh. Kind of, you know, he doesn't look like it. But now I know. I have no way to tell this guy unless he listens to this he podcast. He probably listens yeah. to He probably show. does. Yeah, he's definitely listening right probably. now. Probably. Yeah. Um, um, so I don't care. I know my friends like Gwenpool. Yeah. I don't think I care. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really that much. I don't care that much about, I used to hate breaking the fourth wall. And now I don't. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, I'm not like all like, oh, it's so, it's so great. Uh, I do think it's interesting that she is not from this earth, as far as I know, right? She's from... Our earth. She's Yes, but I mean, in reality, there's no 
real person that was sucked into this comic. You don't know that. I don't know that. I said as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> Touche. But I think it's interesting, like, on a philosophical level, that she is talking about, like, oh, I'm from the real world, and now if mm-hmm. I if I stop being interesting, I'll fade away, and, yeah. I, and I can't go back to the real world anymore. Um, but in reality, she didn't have an existence before she was created on the page, mm-hmm. and that is her only existence. I just think it's of philosophical uh, interest mm-hmm. that you know she was created with a memory of being from another world that she can't get back to. She was not from that world, mm-hmm. and she can't get back there, and the rules of comics do apply to her, and they always mm-hmm. did. And I just think it's uh, amusing or interesting. Does that make you want to read the book? No, no, not oh. at all. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, not brutal. I mean, I enjoyed it. But I wouldn't read it on my own. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about Powers of X number two? Oh, it's awesome. That's yeah. much yeah. better. Written by Jonathan Hickman with art by R.B. Silva. As Xavier sows the seeds of the past, the X-Men's future blossoms into trouble for all mutant. But is the egg's strange energy <laughs> adversely affecting the Dark Knight's mind? Maybe. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this told me nothing. This told me nothing about what's happening. In this book, this this diamond. Well, at least it didn't lie to you, like the That's the true. Titans That's one true. did. That's true. <laughs> that, that was actively false. Completely wrong. <laughs> so, who wants to tell us what happened? Oh God, I can't. I like I read it, and I still don't think I can give a great explanation of it. Uh huh. So basically, okay, it was revealed last time that everything that's happening in this reality seems to be one of Moira McTaggart's um, lives. Yeah, she's got yep. ten lives. That she's been told about. Yeah, right, right. And this is one of those where she keeps living a life over and over again and being reborn to live that life over and over again. She's caught in her own loop. Mm-hmm. And the only way that things work out seems to be maybe this version of reality. Yeah, I so, think this is after a life after the one that we have always seen. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, yeah. I yeah. was pretty sure in the first issue. Now I'm even more certain mm-hmm. that, you know, they're like... All right, we've tried all the other things. The only thing that works is if all mutants are together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was always under the impression, so, like, there's, like, whatever, eight, I think, Moiras that we've seen so Uh, far. I think that's which one we're in now. I felt like four or something was just your traditional X-Men versus Brotherhood kind Mm -hmm. of thing, Mm -hmm. right? And I I guess that's the one that I'm interested to see where this fits into the rest of the X-Men history as well. If it does. Yeah, if it does at all. And all the time hopping in these uh, in the powers issues doesn't not doesn't help but makes it even more confusing with the whatever it is x1 x 100 mm. x a thousand mm-hmm. the powers um, of 10 yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. um so uh, that uh, i was surprised that he released that bit of info so early on in the story well sorry it, which bit the the fact that it's all moira mm. mctaggart based oh and right that everything that you're experiencing in these issues right now is in the, a particular Mm. segment of her rebirth loop right so i mean that really put a lot of things into place for me quite immediately yes so which i was expecting a a longer drag out of like what what is this reality and what are we doing here blah 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 so um i also think that it was kind of needed yeah uh, i think it worked really well yeah yeah yeah. interested yeah Uh, and it certainly worked for me I, i think this book is some of the best stuff i've read um, in, in quite a while and probably some of my favorite Hickman stuff yeah, because I I've agree. tried his yeah. other big runs I would dip in and out of his Avengers run mm. I think it ended very strongly but did um, you read his Fantastic Four run? That I, d- I didn't get through his Fantastic Four oh really? Four, see I, I thought of it as like best. 
like definitive, like mm-hmm. second to Lee and Kirby. Yeah, I mm-hmm. would place that run, yeah. which is great. Yeah, yeah. If you care about the Fantastic Four, <laughs> sure. Right. I don't care yeah. about their definitive story. Right. You know of course. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, this I actually have some sort of, I think, emotional tie to more sure. than I do the yeah. FF. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's fantastic. So basically we have um, Eric Glenshire is finally, Magneto is mm. being um, clued in um, about mm. about right, what right. this timeline is. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he gets involved with Xavier and McTaggart. And that's how we get where we are currently, quote unquote, mm. when the story starts in House of X1. Right. Yeah. Which it also occurs to me that as far as them kind of being straightforward about what's happening right now, if this is the eighth life or so, mm-hmm. there are still two left, right? At least, you know, yep. yeah. Um, or not? I mean, Destiny did say there was a chance that she wouldn't reincarnate, um, right? But I have a feeling that probably won't come to pass. <laughs> At least there will yeah. be one more life. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I do like the idea, now that we understand the mechanic that Moira is kind of working with, mm. I love this, like, she just meets Professor X, like, read my mind, you'll get it all, mm-hmm. and then we'll move on, and then he kind of is able to recruit everybody else in. I think it's interesting, the part of this book that, because once you get, the beginning of the book is what you're describing, which is this, like, you know, Xavier recruiting Magneto and all of the, you know, simple stuff, and by the time you get to the end of this book, we are learning about the like the the war mind you know what mm-hmm. i'm talking about like all of the permutations of hive and it hive intelligence hive mind yeah. ai yeah. intelligence yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it gets so hot like this book expands so much as yeah, you get yeah. into it it's really trippy which so, i got i'll be honest i have to stop reading each issue mm-hmm. i take a break mm-hmm. i come back later and i'm I'm re-energized. Mm. So that's, I, I want to say almost every issue of this mm. book, I've gotten to about the halfway point where there's some sort of infographic. Yep. And I go, all right, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I take a breather uh, and then um, I come back. Mm. So um, that's not to say that the, the interstitials aren't super interesting. Mm-hmm. It just takes me, I have to super hyper-focus yeah. to read them because he's dealing with so many different um, th- theorems, I guess, that... Mm. Um, I have trouble latching onto it. So this one particularly is the types of societies mm. on a planetary or galactic scale of a hive mind that has been created with uh, all AI, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So I think like, it's mm-hmm. exclusively is AI. Yeah. Based. So yeah, S one yeah. is a machine, which mm-hmm. is a single machine. Mm-hmm. Then S one ten is a hive, a bunch of machines that up to ten mm-hmm. that are thinking uh, in a hive mind sort of status, and then it goes to huh. intelligence. Technarch, World Mine, and then Phalanx, which if you're right. a longtime X-Men fan, yeah. you've heard of the Phalanx before. So mm-hmm. also, Powers of Ten. Yes. For the growths of AI development. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, he a side note. He definitely has themes. He mm-hmm. does. Uh, side note, at the very end of the uh, back matter, they mention the, I forget exactly what it is, Kreshnev is not it, but some kind of scale, KE scale. Oh. This is a real thing mm-hmm. that is... Um, Type one, two, and three civilizations. This physicist theorized um, that we, it would be like we are not even on the scale yet, yeah. and I forget what they are, but they're like type one is you've harnessed all of the energy that your planet can provide. Type mm-hmm. two is all the energy that a sun can provide, and that would be like a Dyson sphere. And type three might be all that the gat like 
you have complete command of, of yeah. external reality, basically. You, you can do anything. Um, so he is drawing on, on some established stuff that I've always found very cool. I'm sorry, what was the name again? Um, it's at the very end of the book. It's like one of the last words, and I forget. It's, it starts with a K. It is the Kardashev. Oh. Kardashev scale. Okay. And the phalanx represent a type 3 civilization, according to them. Man. I don't know that they yeah. quite do, or maybe they do, because the phalanx seem to be pretty omnipotent in this version of the phalanx, anyway. I don't remember what their previous X-Men deal is, other than that they are, uh, were they the techno-organic virus? And, mm -hmm. yep. Okay. The phalanx, yeah. Are they the yellow and black guys? Yes. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know too much about them, but I kind of remember them. It's, it had something to do with um, Doug Lock, didn't Doug it? Doug Lock was like a... a a traitor to them, yeah. like a good guy, you know, yeah. to us. Yeah. But I wonder, is Apocalypse part of, you know, they're like, everyone has to be together? Does mm -hmm. Apocalypse count? Because I remember sure. he's in it. Oh, yeah, and he's like part of, I, see, that's the thing, reading the last one of these, House 2, I mm. want that reality. I want to read whatever the one right before this one was, where mm -hmm. Moira and Apocalypse team up oh, to like, yeah, take yeah. over yeah. the world. That's, yeah. She looks, she's got like an Apocalypse yeah. vibe yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, his, that's why when, when he shows up in this one, and seeing, like, once we understand that this is all Moira going through, like, every single version of, like, you know, working with good guys, working with bad guys, working with Apocalypse, this starts to kind of feel like a, not like a greatest hits of X-Men book, but we are getting, like, we're pulling in every single kind of part of the X-Men world. And, yeah, the mm. fact that he's part of this now is is great. And that's why I'm kind of interested to see what they're going to do with the next one of these. I, I, I'm curious to see what X-Men is going to be because he's going, after yeah. these six mini, this six right. issue miniseries, so 12 issues, he's going to be writing X-Men. It could be that, like, the final life of hers that we encounter is that. The X book? Yeah, yeah. Like they this runs its course. Whatever whatever happens, happens, and it is for some reason better or or it just has to be that things kinda go back to how they were before without this like unified mutant. Mutant and machine yeah. seem to right. be you yeah. know, there's a lot made of like I think Apocalypse has like, how come it's always pitted against us, mm -hmm. but it looks like in one far enough in the future they're no longer pitted against each other, and I think that's going to be a huge theme in Hickman's run that has not really been something that the X Men the X Men are not historically tied to AI except yeah. for the Sentinels. Um, although I did like the bit about the like, oh, I think this is when Nimrod gets created. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We should do something about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like there was the, the master mold. There's a mother mold, yeah. right, which is in orbit yeah. around the sun, which is a master mold that makes more master molds. Yeah, which is that's what creates Sentinels? Question mark. Uh, yes, yeah. the yeah, master molds you. create Sentinels. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a wow. Yeah, and this is now like you know this is the group that is a, all walks of ideology including hydra is mm -hmm. like teamed up so yeah, yeah it kind of feels like humans create ai to fight mutants but then mutants and ai realize that they should be together yeah. mm -hmm. you know um i also find it interesting speaking of people being together that i like the idea of xavier going to magneto at that point mm. in the very beginning they're still kind of friends they they have a great respect for each other they have not yet fought a lot yeah. and then mctaggart through xavier can show him well like here's the whole deal and yeah, you do eventually right. kind of come back together so just yeah. do that now just yeah can yeah, we yeah skip yeah. ahead yeah 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 yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah uh, great scene yeah and oh we uh, every time rb silva 
his art, uh, mm-hmm. their art. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a him. It might be a she. Um, but their art is wonderful. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah. And it's uh, I had said this before. It's a a fine um, uh, callback to Stuart Eminem's work, who is one of my all time favorite artists. So um, this is giving me the Eminem um, injection that I need. That's you know, there's an sentence. interesting. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he loved to hear it. Though. Yeah. Um, there's this. There's an interesting parallel between mutants and AI, right? The Mutants are uh, all different. They're like the next. They're the next step in evolution, but they're yeah. all different. They're random. Mm. They've got you know, like each is a unique sort of thing. Whereas AI is usually, by definition, in sci-fi, is a very orderly mm. kind of thing that achieves greatness in, in a completely different way. You know, it's almost like the mutants can achieve a kind of uh, godhood mm-hmm. in one way, and the and the AI in another way. And the idea of them coming together is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Who are the bad guys of this book? That's a good question. Like, yeah, who, I don't you know, know what I mean? So far, yeah. I have yet to determine. Humans and, are not I coming guess. out that much ahead. No. But we're not getting a lot of humans in this in these books, right? I also see the, maybe not an antagonist, but just like the progression of reality. Yeah. Moira McTaggart is fighting against negative possibility in favor yeah. of what could be. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's going up against the progression of time over yeah. and over. Could it be Moira? Could uh, she be maybe. like the problem? And that's true. Like, possible. That's true. What if yeah. she's always the problem? Because she's what's yeah. different, right? In this universe versus all the mm-hmm. other. X-Men I'm wondering ones. if maybe because it's it was brought up a couple of times in that issue where if she was killed mm-hmm. or died before her mutant power right. manifested mm-hmm. itself, right, right. then every all bets would be off. So I, I'm wondering if that's going to probably be the uh, end of this, right? And no Moira McTaggart in the X books going forward. Happens. Yep. So uh, everything's maybe. a question mark after that. Maybe, yeah. yeah just, just from storytelling perspective, hmm. they've planted that for a reason. Also, I wonder is, but it, the reason could also be just, just raising the stakes at That's some true. point, yeah, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, uh, Destiny presumably is not aware of any of the previous lives, but she can mm-hmm. see the future, and so she'll know if Moira comes to kill her. Mm-hmm. But as it is now, Moira has no intention of killing her. Yeah. So... I just think that's an interesting relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Destiny would be alerted, mm-hmm. almost like a latent kind of yeah. alarm. Yeah, a spidey sense. Yeah, like a, sp- a speedy sense. I yeah, believe. Yeah, it's pronounced speedy. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> speedy, of yeah. course. <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I'll tell you what else is interesting. What is that? This entire goddamn book. It's Indeed. so good. Yeah, it is really good. And it's, it's one of yeah. those ones that I know for a fact I'm going to go back and revisit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like once it's all before, done. Probably before it's even oh, done. Maybe. Yeah, Just yeah. to catch myself up. Yeah, yeah, Because uh, I feel like it's over my head. So <laughs> oh, I'm going to yeah. need to like revisit it. Just be like, wait, what? Yeah. I like that it's once a week, basically, too. Yeah. Yes. You know, it really keeps the momentum going in a cool way. I'm excited to read it. Mm-hmm. Every, You know, it's like, oh, here's this kind of well-packaged, interesting tale yeah. mm-hmm. that I'm getting all the time. I'm wondering yeah. how it's going to be published in, mm. in trades. I wonder if it's going to be one, one, two, two, three, three, four. You know what I mean? Or if it's going to be yeah. House of X trade, here's the Powers of X trade, which would be infuriating. <sighs> it would yeah, be. that would be insane. They should definitely print it as it's released. I would think they, I mean, that's the, they give you a reading order even. Yeah. I think I remember Noel mentioning in a previous week yeah. is like, not one, one, two, two, three, it's like, you know, one, one, two, three, two, you know, that oh, kind of. Oh, is it really? I think he said that. Oh. I oh, really? didn't see it myself, but I, it might be. Well, the might not be. At the back. Yeah. Huh. The re- my question about that, since you brought it up, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to flip back open, is that um, we do get a reading order, but some of them are red. Yes. And I still uh, don't know why the red ones are red. Probably doesn't mean anything. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's anything we can take from Hickman is that yeah. it's pretty he just probably stuff arbitrary. In. Yeah. yeah. No particular reason. Um, no, it, let's see. Yeah. House of X, 1-1. One, one, pow- yeah. House of X, Powers of X, House of X, Powers of X. Then Powers of X, House of X. Ah, that House of X, yeah. Powers of X. You're right. It's not exactly. But it, yeah. it is 1-1-2-2-3-3. One, one, two, two, three, three, but the, the, the way they come out is, is yeah. alternating. Wait, does that have something to do with the red... No, no. I, there is no. I have no yeah. idea why this is because this one was red. Yeah, and it was indistinguishable. Yeah, from the other ones. Ditto. Yeah, yeah. If any that? of them was going to be red, I would have said the last one where we get a very big bombshell about right. Moira. That makes sense. So I don't know. We'll do find you, out eventually. Do you guys think this Wolverine here is the our Wol- Wolverine? Yeah, exactly. He could be because he's old, he's as long-lived hell. guy. Right. Yeah. yeah but yeah. also, I know that you know it was revealed that a lot of the mutants were created from. The DNA of a bunch of different like mutants. Remix mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But he doesn't right. seem to have no, any he, other elements. He just in seems his to be Wolverine. Wolverine. And yeah. the Magneto figure seems to look pretty Magneto. Or wait, is that earlier when he's all green? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're what talking about is that like in? Gen 2 or whatever. I don't, I don't know recall. What I don't really <laughs> yeah. That's why I got to revisit yeah, it. Yeah, it makes the, sense. Yeah. I think it is supposed to be that Magneto. Because how does Magneto age? He ages slowly. More slowly. Right? Sometimes, they so. have sometimes said that all mutants do that. That's no. It's like part of being a mutant is yeah. that you're also just kind of higher yeah. right. genetic quality in general. We're going to need you for more stories. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. plus, as, as elements of your past become yeah. fixed in time, yeah. <laughs> we can't slide them forward. Exactly. And he's yeah. the one that's the not the worst at that, but the one like him and he's Captain tough. America are the two he's that tough. you have to plant there. And you have yeah, a yeah. nice out yeah. with Cap, but with Magneto. Yeah, Cap, yeah. it's easy. You're he just, oh, he was in the ice for, ice for uh, 90 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway... Um, I, we have not done the back issue book report, but we have run out of time mm. because uh, we're going to go see yeah, a movie. A movie. Excellent. Hopefully. What's it called? Run and Hide? Are you ready, ready or, or not? not? Ready or not. Ready or not. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we will do the back issue book report next time. Hopefully, Noel will be back in the hot seat. I don't know. I don't know why it's hot. Um, oh, because there. Noel's in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on. He just texted me. What's it say? Ah. He says... If you want, I'll send a voicemail later today. You can use it and edit if you want. I feel bad oh. not contributing and want to nerd out for a minute to someone. Ha! Sweet. To which oh. I will respond, do it. And then by the time this happens, uh, we'll put it right here. This, I will have edited voicemail. it. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's just Noel here. A week goes by and I can't record on the podcast due to, I don't know, traversing mountains on the Northwest. Uh, but I have definitely been reading my comics and I just wanted to chime in. Um, I obviously haven't gotten my weeklies because I'm in a whole nother state and I am loyal to my local comic shop. However, I did bring a giant stack of trade paperbacks with me and I've been plowing through them. Um, so what I do this week, huh? Was read a bunch of comic books and I wanted to say how surprised I was by one of the trades that I read. It was Mars Attacks by Kyle Starks and Chris, Chris Schweizer, I think it is. Um, it is the cutest most wonderful, darkly humorous book I've read in a while, and it really surprised me. I think everybody should give it a shot. Um, besides that, I will report on so much other fun stuff when I'm finally allowed back on the podcast. Um, so thanks, guys. I'll talk at you later. Bye. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Brian. You are welcome. Thank Where you for having find me. find you on the internet? I can be found at brianliebdesign.com. That is, as we covered earlier in the episode, Lieb, L-I-E-B, mm-hmm. as in boy, Brian's with an I, and design is spelled like you would normally spell design if you spell it correctly. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, Matt Kelly. At Nando View Movies, wherever you would find that. We have the YouTube channel, obviously. 
Twitter, there's a subreddit, Discord channel, all that stuff. God damn, Instagram. I know it's it's I even heard of it's some of great. Again, and I hadn't before I started either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I would say the YouTube channel is probably the main thing, and Twitter's where I write most of my stuff. Oh, and I have a podcast called Mostly Nitpicking, where we talk about a thing every week. This week we're doing we're going through all of the Joker movies week by week. So we started with Batman sixty six, Batman mm-hmm. the movie this week, and then mm-hmm. we're doing eighty nine, like Phantasm. Red Hood, not Red Hood, um, Phantasm, Dark Knight. We're going to do all the Arkham games as one thing. Suicide Return Squad. of the Joker? No, I don't uh. think. I think we wanted to pick one Mark Hamill thing. And sense. we ended up doing two if we do the Arkham games. I think there's something I'm forgetting. But yeah, so we just started that, which is fun. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. It was great. Heck yeah. Um, that's it. Oh, if you want to help the show, you can you know rate and review us on the blah, blah, blahs. And then you can also go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo or Coffee, K-O-F-I.com slash Johnny Destructo to help the show out. Give us a tip uh, with your money if, uh, if you want to do that. That's it. We'll get the fuck out of here. We'll talk at you later. Cool. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>